Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the show that's on in the afternoon. We have such extraordinary names for our shows on the 904. But we have a really, really exceptional guest in studio. We have Miss Gail Phillips uh, from the Lincolnville Museum and Cultural Center. They've got some new exhibits and a really exciting new trolley stop that's going to happen right around the museum. So that's going to get some great foot traffic. We're going to get into all the latest and greatest with Miss Gail uh, momentarily. But before we uh, get into that interview, we're going to shout out some people that make this show possible, like Bozard Ford Lincoln. They've kicked off their 75th year serving St. Augustine and Northeast Florida. For three generations, their team and dealership have grown to meet the needs of this great community. The Bozard campus and the I-95 State Road 16 exit has incredible inventory from Ford and Lincoln, along with a great selection of pre-owned vehicles of all makes and models in the area. Their state-of-the-art service departments quick lane for express service and parts and accessory shops that take care of all your needs during the time you own your vehicle. And no visit to Bozard is complete without a stop at Ford's Garage to enjoy one of their signature burgers. At least get a 904 Now Burger uh, to go. From delivery of your new car to the, to the, uh, from delivery of your new car in your own driveway to mobile service, a fleet of company vehicles, or anything in between, the team at Bozard Ford Lincoln is ready to meet your needs in a way that is designed exclusively for you. Come let their family take care of your family. Bozard Ford Lincoln, they are driven to inspire. Speaking about inspiring, our friends over at the Bailey Group is St. Augustine's heart. The Bailey Group plays its part. A cherished institution, a gem from the start. Mark, as president, took the reins, a trusted relay, transformed an agency into a force of St. Augustine display. More insurance benefits and financial grace, the Bailey Group innovates every serving place. Personalized service with a local touch, their commitment shines. It means so much. They're the largest in Northeast Florida, a well-earned claim. They're not slowing down because they're rising to fame. Beyond benefits to families, they extend health and finance across the state. They defend a health promotion team, a tale to unfold, creating wellness stories, turning silver to gold. Feeling inspired yet full of zest? We'll give them a call. 904-461-1800. Put their expertise to the test. And of course, our friends at Ah, Mara Med Spa. Ready for a fabulous retreat and a beauty feat? Amara Med Spa will fierce meet sweet. Pampering extravaganza, a menu to adore hydrofacials, Botox galore. They've got dermal fillers, laser enhancement, picture perfect like beauty enhancement. High-tech paradise, gadgets in flight, top-tier care, results pure and bright. Experts so friendly, crafting your plan. Amara's touch is your beauty span. Chill vibes where relaxation takes flight, Float on clouds like pure delight. Check them out today, theamaramedspa.com. Go on their Instagram for latest specials and opening appointments. Go see my buddy Tracy over there. She's an amazing lady. All right, folks. Without further ado, welcome into the show, the great Gail Phillips, Executive Director of Lincolnville Museum and Cultural Center. Miss Gail, welcome. Thank you. I missed you. I haven't seen you in quite, a, quite some time, so it's been nice to have you back in studio, and you've got some... Exciting things happening over at the Lincolnville Museum, right? Yeah, a lot of things going on. It's um, it's like a come together moment almost. Cool. It's like we've uh, last week we um had a really nice celebration with uh, Old Town Trolley and Ooh. Suburban Propane, which are you know new community partners for a Trolley Stop that is 
the biggest thing I think that we have because that's I think will be a game changer for the museum. It's quite significant, right? Absolutely. And it took some time to be able to get to designate this spot um, to really do bring in tourism and bring in some foot traffic into the museum. Can you talk about like uh, when when is that going to start? I wish I had an exact date okay. to tell you, Davey, but I don't. I think it will be very soon. Mm-hmm. It could be in the next 48 hours. You know, they're just a few steps away from, from getting it up and running. We're all ready to go. We helped uh, with rewriting a part of the script for mm-hmm. the Lincolnville District, Historic cool. District. The trolley people are ready to go. We're just waiting on word for the city that, you know, it's, you know, I was going to ask you, did you have to change some of your resources? Because if you're going to a trolley full of people, you're getting hundreds more. It'll be, an, you know, an intense um, operation. How did you have to change some of your services? Well, what we've done is we've hired another um, part time person that cool. we bought in actually a, a couple of months ago. That's going to work weekends primarily. Um, she actually was an intern with us a few years ago, so she's familiar with the kind of work and, you know, committed to the mission that way. But she is going to be working. She does work the front desk and does group tours and stuff, all of that. And we'll be bringing in a second person to partner with her on weekends. Of course, we also have uh, volunteers that mm-hmm. come in and, and work. So there's never, you know, just one person there alone. And, of course, our, the rest of our staff. Our small staff is also there during the week uh, days to um, back up if necessary. Right. And our board members, you know, some of them still come in if we need extra docents and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about your professional journey and how you got here? Was this something that you've always dreamed of to be, you know, kind of a curator of, of this incredible museum? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> really? I walked into the Lincolnville Museum one day um, Actually, I was kind of like, you know, coerced into going with my husband, who uh-huh. is now the chairperson of the board. At that point, he had just volunteered, um, you know, um, and was looking at becoming a board member. He wasn't even on the board yet. And so he goes, you should come and go to this meeting. So we went to a series of meetings and we ended up at the Lincolnville Museum. And I walked in and I looked around literally you know, at the content, but also at the place. And I was like, wow, this place needs help. Yeah. What can I do? And I said it out loud. And I always tell people, it's just like, you know, um, God heard me. The universe came to my 100%. aid. And, and it I couldn't have done this without because I don't have a background in curation in, you know, this um, history or anything. I've just kind of like um, it's, it's pure passion. It's I driven love it. me. That's awesome. And I mean, the Lincolnville has such a rich history um, within within our community. I mean, I'm thinking of Buckingham Smith. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of incredible people that have touched this community. Has Was there anybody specific in history that you were inspired by? I think um, you mentioned Buckingham Smith, and that's an interesting story because I walked in and as I was looking through the museum, and this might have been maybe not the first time there, but there was this storyboard about Buckingham Smith. Mm-hmm. And I was going like, wow, why is this such prominent story in this um, Black History Museum about, you know, this white man who um, was a slaveholder? Mm-hmm. And so one of the um, board members said, um, well, he done a lot of stuff for the community and it's there because of that. So as I read through it, it's like the Buckingham Smith Foundation was the first benevolent association in the state of Florida, first nonprofit. And he was inspired by this man whose given name was Satiki, um, that they changed his name to Jack Smith 
And so, you know, he says, oh, well, there's a book about it and da, da, da. So, I, you know, he ended up bringing in a book by Pat Griffin, who had um, done some research based on a manuscript that was found in Buckingham Smith's papers Mm -hmm. that was a part of the St. Augustine Historical Society. So she wrote this wonderful story. And so I had that book and I was like, I had the book in one hand and my lap iPad in the other hand, just researching this man who yeah. was the, it turns out that he was the last pure African uh, in St. Augustine in the 1866 census. So we have an exhibit about him. And so Buckingham Smith was inspired by him to do things. And then when the people found his manuscript and his other papers that he left a big bulk of his estate for the use by this man until he died, and also to the black community that was a newly freed community of poor, you know, black mm. people who yeah. were coming out of enslavement. How do you deal with, I mean, a lot of the topics are so dark. And, you know, and when you receive that information, I'm sure you internalize them. But how do you put that, like, gale light onto this? I mean, by telling these stories or keeping their legacy alive. But is that something that weighs you down? I think what weighs me down more is people who try to uh, maybe suppress telling those stories. I think the more I dig into history, history is so fascinating. And I think when you can just tell the truth about it and say, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And to be able to um, learn something new. I've always been an inquisitive person my entire life. Even from when I was a kid, I asked a lot of questions and people were like, shut up. You I love it. Yes. You were that girl like class dismissed. I have one more question. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I was, you know, I was a journalist in earlier life. So, I you know, I, I did that until, you know, I just like, I didn't like asking people personal questions. So as a journalist, you know, you're kind of like, mm-hmm. I didn't like that part of it, but I do like the um, inquisitive part of it and the um, finding out more. But, um, uh, The part that weighs me down is that, you know, this happened, but you also look at the triumphs of how people overcame that. And I think that keeps you going to want to do more. Absolutely. Like the story of Fort Mose for me, it's just, it just, that was, it gave me such pride Mm -hmm. and living here and knowing that we were one of the first places to be able to have uh, freedom for a lot of those people. Absolutely. Um, Can you talk a little bit about this new exhibit coming up? Is it Women Who Made a Difference? Right. And it's, it's, it's an addition to an existing exhibit. Okay. So we're adding a new character by the name of Cora Tyson, who is not a new person to this community. She is uh, all of us. 100 years old as of last June. Oh, bless her. And so we we had her interview that we did a few years back with the Samuel Proctor Oral History Program, but it was just audio. So we were able to add like video interview with her telling the story of her experience with Dr. King and not just that, but her experience of a young woman and how she came to St. Augustine and a lot of interesting things. So what we try to do is tell a comprehensive story about the people that we include, she mm-hmm. will be the seventh person that will be added to that exhibit. So it, it's not out, but it should be out at the end of this month. I think or I, March might be the actual debut date for it. I, okay. I, I don't I didn't have that in my head, but, um, you know, it's being edited right now and the pages are being put together. So it goes on to a kiosk, which is an interactive exhibit. So we're able to tell a lot of stories on a little bit of real estate. Mm -hmm. It's a little more expensive up front, you know, in terms of buying the kiosk. But we found it is a very effective way of telling stories because 
people can read or listen to as much of it as they like. Mm-hmm. We hope to do another one later this year on uh, the civil rights um, movement in St. Augustine, where we'll be able to include a lot of oral histories related to that. And part of Ms. Tyson's will probably be edited to go into that one as well. But um, What was her relationship with Dr. King? Well, she was one of the den mothers, and, and I think I just love the way she tells her own story. It's like um, she had kind of like fallen into this role of uh, housing civil mm. rights leaders because her husband was like, oh, by the way, this person is coming and they're going to stay. <laughs> you better <laughs> and, tell her, give right. her notice. She's got to so, get it ready. <laughs> you know, she was, you know, she was what we call now the cafeteria lady. Yeah. You know, they she came, they owned a restaurant together. And um, but she. um tells this story about how she was not able to go to the rallies and stuff because she had had some surgery and she was, you know, had issues where she couldn't be out in public. Mm -hmm. So when she heard that Dr. King was coming, she says, I want to meet this Martin Luther King. And so she stood on the corner. By that time, they were living on Bridge Street where her house is. It, You know, it's all the trolleys go by there. And they were coming from, I think, uh, probably from St. Mary's, um, you know, through Washington Street right past uh, her house. And she stood on the corner and I think she says that husband was standing there and was like, come here, come here. You know, I want you to meet somebody. And it was Dr. King. Wow. And she said, oh, now this is Martin Luther King. And he was like, and so they introduced that way. It was just like, you know, she was looking him over. It's like, oh, you're Dr. Martin Luther King. <laughs> like it was no big deal. I love her. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I like you. Uh, you know, your house is going to be my headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like a real cool spirit. So, wow. She is. I love her. It's, it's, she's such a sweet lady. So this is a big year for um, the civil rights movement. It's a big anniversary. But what is it? 60? 60th. Yes. Wow. So what can I mean? I know it's a little bit because Juneteenth, I think, is when you are going to celebrate this. Right. But what is coming up? Can you spill the beans on it a little bit? Well, there are things all over and, you know, um, we have a meeting coming up in another week where people are going to talk about some of the things that they're doing. But I think that um, what's more important is that a lot of organizations are coming together to tell the story in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. And um, so that we promote it as a citywide effort as opposed to, you know, we're doing something over there, that right. group's doing something over there. So a unified so, front kind of. Right. Okay. So, you know, from the Accord and. You know, Lincolnville Museum, Cultural Council, I think the Jewish um, Historical Society, a lot of different organizations are involved to help to tell the comprehensive story about what happened in in the summer of 64. And then there'll be some other things, you know, there'll be entertainment that will go on. There'll be lectures and, and a lot of variety of types of programs. Now, I read up, there's a lot of really great exposure. Obviously, the new trolley stop is going to be, you know, a great, a great touch for, you know, tourism coming in. But you got something coming up with uh, USA Today, right? We do. And this is the last week to vote. Okay. Tell us what's going on. We have, um, as of yesterday, we were in fifth place out of 20 for top 10 Small town museums in America. Okay. Now, when I voted today, something new popped up. It says like, oh, we're in the final day, so we can't tell you what the ranking is, <gasps> but it will be announced on February 23rd, I think it is. Everybody needs to rally around Absolutely. This. So we can still vote uh, for Lincolnville Museum as the best small town museum in America. And of course, there's one other St. Augustine attraction that's there, and that is the uh, Fountain of You, which okay. is uh, in the running for the best uh, open air museum as okay. well. But the fact that we're in there, I think we're the only one in the state of Florida 
really. That's I love there, it. So. We've got to rally around this. Yes. we got to make this happen. Because that'll be great exposure for everybody to see. Would that ever open up for like grant funding or anything like that? I think um, based on people that I've talked to, it doesn't necessarily make grant funding, you know, grants or grants. And you still have to prove your case. Yeah. And every grant is different. But it, it, it has some weight in the sense that you know, you have a following that you have recognition. Yeah. So it gives you a little more street, street cred. I like it. <laughs> I like speaking of street cred. How about Target Foundation? Target Foundation has also chosen That's us. That's not easy to get into. It It's like it just dropped out into our lap. Amazing. And we're like, wonderful. We'll take it. So That's we have, my casino. I love a Target yeah. moment. Yeah. All right. So through <laughs> March, you can still go if you shop at Target, you if you don't, go to Target. Buy some bread, milk, whatever. Yeah. And we have um, until March 30th, I think it is, or 31st, that you can um, download the app. Okay. And you can choose Lincolnville as your charity of choice. I will do that. And the St. Augustine Target store. Okay. And then when you shop either online or in the store, that a percentage will be um, donated to cool. uh, the Lincolnville Museum. And I am is, jumping on board on this. Yeah. That's a good one. I am at Target pretty much three or four times a week. So, yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be a good client for you on that one. What else is going up? Uh, Florida Black History Museum uh, possibility coming to St. Augustine. That's right. Can you tell us anything about that? You got any insight? I can tell you a little bit. Um, I don't want to get into the weeds too much because I am on the task force for that museum. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's a nine-member uh Task force that's appointed by uh, the uh, Speaker of the House, the um, President of the Senate, and the Governor for the wow. state of Florida. So each one um, recommended three people, and I was among those people that were recommended. And so we have to listen to all of the presentations from all of the contenders. Mm -hmm. Right now, I think there are 12, maybe 11 yeah. or 12. And, of course, St. John's County is in the running for that. We do have a set of criteria that we're looking at that, you know, we'll send them all through that, you know. Um, I think this would be epic. I just had to put my opinion out there. I just think it would be an amazing moment for St. John's County to be able to have this museum. Just as like a hub and kind of connecting other. And I can just see it just being a great uh, synergy for black history within our within our, our community. Absolutely. You know, St. Augustine has the oldest black history on record in the whole country. And I have been pushing this story out. Since I got involved with mm -hmm. the Lincolnville Museum, and now we're getting a lot of traction with it where everybody is telling that story, we still have an uphill um, climb on the national level, but at least locally, we're all on the same page of telling that story. And I think that um, because St. Augustine has a lot of Spanish um, roots to its history, including its black history, mm -hmm. that on a national level, I've had this conversation with, you know, National Park Ranger. I was at Fort Monroe where supposedly the first black people jumped over and, um, you know, escaped slavery. Uh, and I raised my hand. And I'm like, excuse me, but that's really not the oldest history. I'm from Florida and where our history goes back to um, 1500s. Yeah. You know, black people were there. Right. And they said to me, yeah, we know, but this is the English version. Oh so, my goodness. Here you know, American history is still steeped in that, you know, English uh -huh. crown version right, of, right, of history. Right. But the Spanish history and the French history and all the other Portuguese people that came and in bought 
people free and enslaved with them. Not every black that came with them was an enslaved person. Wow. So we want to make sure that those stories get told in a very comprehensive and um, broad way. And now people are really like helping to push that story out there. I love that. I think it's going to be amazing. So going back to the museum, I think you've got some some great exhibitions coming up. But is you, do you have any like promotions or special offers for locals? We do. As a matter of fact, um, we have two more evening um, hours in the month of February. Nice. And what we're doing, we kicked it off last Friday during um, Art Walk. But we'll do two Thursdays, the 15th and the 22nd, I believe it is. Whatever those next two Thursdays are. 15, oh, yeah. 15th and 22nd. I got it. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Um, but we'll be open in the evening, like museum after hours. Mm-hmm. And you can come in for a flat rate of $5. Hey, that's and, great. And, um, you know, just browse the museum. We'll be open for a couple of hours. Uh, we have beverage service available. I love that. Thank so you. Yes, like, you know how our town works. Right, we need a little like something. Happy yeah. hour at the museum. <laughs> That's but, a fun spot. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh, good stuff happening at Lincolnville Museum and Cultural Center. What's the one thing that just makes your heart beam every time you walk into the museum? I think the transition of where we where we started. That it was always a good museum, but now I think when I walk in, it feels like a really you know world class museum. Although we've done it on bare, yeah. you know, bare bones budget, um, we have not had, you know, great funds. We've had to write a lot of grants. We still write a lot of grants to get things done. We don't have the uh, manpower in terms of the staffing. Hopefully, you know, one day that will change where we'll have more people to do the work. And we have another project that w- that's still underway. You know, the second part of our Florida Department of State um, mm-hmm. um, preservation grant is still underway. And so once we get all of the structural things done, we will be able to really do more evening programming because people love coming out mm-hmm. at night. I remember the first time the lights were on at night at the Lincolnville Museum and people said, oh, it's so good to see the lights on in Lincolnville. Yeah, you know? and, then, and I looked back last night as I was over um at St. Paul across the street for a meeting and I look back and I'm like, you know, it really does look good. You know, you have this big, impressive building that's there in the middle of this small enclave that um, really looks the same way in terms of the structure as it did 100 years ago. So we're coming up on the 100th anniversary really? of the Excelsior building. So part of what we're doing is restoring the 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 roof and you know some other things we have a, some other technical things that weren't there a hundred years ago that really need to be improved but uh, the look from the front will be very similar with the exception of we're not taking the bars off the window but we will restore a barrel tile roof oh, wow. uh, structure and um, so it still has the same coquina yeah. finish and and so just the structure will probably be one of the um, the oldest structures that has maintained the integrity of the architecture because even so with the important. renovations of Fort um, St. Benedict, the more they have changed it tremendously. Right. Yeah. You know, the look is very different. So I'm excited about, you know, being able to, to maintain that part of it as yeah. well. It tells the story of the space mm-hmm. way more when you preserve that. 
Miss Gail, thank you so much for coming in today. You are an absolute inspiration in this community. I really appreciate everything that you do for yeah, preserving Lincolnville and, and making it look amazing. And, and I'm, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Well, Stay thanks. in touch with me. Thanks for having us, Dave. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay. So good. All right. Well, thank you so much for Miss Gail coming in today. And we're going to pivot to the world famous Old Town Trolley Tours. So sit back and relax and take it easy. Let it go at Old Town Trolley's licensed and talented tour conductors share over 500 years of St. Augustine's history, culture, and old world charm while experiencing unforgettable views aboard their open air trolleys. Guests will enjoy the city's European flavor, brick lined streets, and sites such as the Castillo de San Marcos, the Fountain of Youth, and Henry Flagler's former Ponce de Leon Hotel. Their 90-minute tour features 22 stops and covers more than 100 points of interest. Guests can uh, use their ticket all day, on and off, and for reboarding and uh Trolley ticket includes free admission to the St. Augustine History Museum, free shuttle service to many area hotels, and free access to the St. Augustine Beach Bus Shuttle Service. There it is. Check them out today, hometownpass.com. If you're a local, get on board with that, and you can uh, get some great deals going on with Old Town Trolley. Also, for 45 years, All-American Air has been the AC hero of St. Augustine and beyond. We're talking St. John's, Flagler, Duval, and Putnam counties. They're not just experts. They're the cool cats of warranty and non-warranty service. They have preventative maintenance service agreements, new construction installations, and rocking high efficiency systems. From Lennox Wonders to the ultra-smart iComfort thermostat, they've got all your HVAC products all ready for you. Give them a call today, 904 461 And, of course, our friends at Bin 39. In St. George Inn's lobby, a dreamy scene, a courtyard charm, where magic's routine. Wine glasses galore, 85 gems to find, from small to big, the extraordinary kind. 90 points from above, the legendary score, Bin 39's boutique wines, price no more. Uh, Open daily from 8 to 8. They have perfect for gatherings or post-work late. Live music Thursday to Sunday, a lively spree, 1 to 7 on the patio you'll feel the glee check out their specials they've got a huge um galentine's day party coming up next tuesday from 2 to 5 p.m i know jolie is going to be singing some taylor swift tunes of course check them out Uh, reserve your next tasting 904-827-5740 oh geez now we have to get into horrible horoscopes I mean, if I'm on today, shouldn't it just be positive panda horoscopes? But apparently we got to do these horrible ones for Pete. <laughs> Clay, when you can, put some music on for us. We've got Cancer, Leo, and Virgo on deck. Cancer, beware, Cancer. This week, your kitchen appliances have formed an alliance to create chaos. Expect rebellious toasters and defiant blend, uh, blenders. It's a culinary uprising. Be careful. Unplug everything. That's all. Next up, Leo. Attention, Leo. Your dramatic flair may backfire this week or as your shadow demands a spotlight. Beware of attention-seeking socks. They might steal the limelight. Ooh, jeez. Next up, Virgo. Brace yourself. Your meticulous planning is under attack. Your pens are plotting to misplace themselves and your sticky notes are staging a rebellion. Chaos is an organized realm. Good luck, Virgo. Ooh. Might need to do some lucky lucky dances or something. 
St. John's Botanical Gardens is coming up. They have Keep Valentine's Day week going with a romantic lover's picnic in the garden. Bring your special someone and enjoy live music from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. with a fiddle and Celtic harp by Sue Tice while eating some delicious food from Jimmy's Barbecue. Check them out. Uh, That's over on County Road 13. Uh, They're doing some great things at St. John's Botanical Garden and Nature Preserve. As I said, are you ready for it? Champagne Problems, a Galentine's event. Again, it's been 39. They've got a photo booth by Rachel Crumbless. Uh, they have a themed drink menu and some mocktails, of course, featuring Taylor Swift soundtrack performed by the world-famous Jolie. We love her so much. Been 39 Wine Bar, February 13th. Save that date, 2 to 5 p.m. No cover. All ages are welcome. Dressing up is obviously encouraged. Hey, Limelight Theater's got something very exciting coming up. They have Disenchanted, a new musical comedy. This is now on sale. It's a very special announcement. Disenchanted is coming to Limelight Theater for a special performance run from March 8th through the 10th, so save the date. The original storybook, um, the heroines are not happy with the way they've been portrayed, so they've tossed their tiaras to set the record straight. This musical comedy is rated R, so uh, yeah, sign up today. Go to the Limelight Theater on Facebook if you want to find some more information. All right. Those events are brought to you by our friends over at Panache. Every guest, every time. Since 1987, Panache opened its doors to be a cut above the rest. Their mission at Panache is to care for their team, guests, and community from scalp to soul and bring the joy to the world one service at a time. The Panache difference is their carefully chosen and highly trained staff there to exceed your expectations. The same goes for their elegant salon space dedicated to guest comfort and devotion to innovation and artistry. They're focused on making your day and continually raising the bar. Check them out today get posh and go to getpanache.com and get with it boo and finally today our friends at the united way of st john's county is a champion for our community together they create opportunities foster education and improve the lives of those in need the united way of st john's county is a catalyst for change bringing together businesses volunteers and organizations to tackle the toughest challenges facing our community with your support they can make a real difference volunteer today check them out unitedway-sjc.org and with that said, friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for Miss Gail coming in and, and shining a beautiful light on the Lincolnville Museum. Please go and check out all of those incredible ex- um, exhibitions that are coming up. Big shout out to our buddy Pete, who's doing uh, Florida Man Games assignments. Thank you to Clay for pushing all the buttons. I'll see you tonight on the Mike Davis Show. It's a three-peat for me today. I love you guys. See you later. Bye, everybody.